see these mics on camera? We've, we've been uh, five years now. People, uh, well, actually, when you were on, we had like real mics. Yeah, um, I remember that. But that was when we had producer Brad helping us out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then Brad <laughs> left. It's been a long time since we've had you on, Gina Urango, Atlanta champ. Yeah, it's been a long time. AVP champion. <laughs> yeah. Finally get to say it. I know. It, it's pretty cool. feels pretty cool. How many, uh, how many times was it? Seven? That was your seventh final? Yeah, lucky number seven. Dang. Yeah. I think it's cool that you won in Atlanta. Because I think if, if you would have won in like Denver or Muskegon... There would have been that weird kind well, of tweener. Like, the money's like 10 you, times more. So, of course, it's cool. <laughs> of course, it's cooler. Money's better. The points are better. But the, there's never that question of like, is a tour series a win? Is, or right. is it like, and you got the gold series. That's right. like, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. With a 16 team draw. Yeah. In yeah. a small draw. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, I mean, it still hasn't quite hit me yet. Like, I think I'm still tired. I flew back yesterday and, um, I landed and like people are like, well, are you going to celebrate? You know, I'm like, oh, I have a lot of work to do because I work a part time job. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's just been I haven't quite like I feel like this weekend when I have some time to chill and settle in, it'll really hit me. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? What's your part time job? Um, I do marketing for a startup company. OK, so um, it's nice because they're super flexible with my volleyball training. Yeah. So I like train in the morning, work in the afternoons. So it's really nice. It's perfect. Yeah. It's always it's always funny to see like what people do. Yeah. To kind of make it work. Although winning a gold series, that helps pay the bills for quite a while. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to splurge a little bit and then <laughs> yeah. put some of it away. Yeah, you got yeah. to do something so you remember yeah. how good it felt. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, Eric was claiming you're his sugar mama in the tent oh, right, yeah. minutes after. <laughs> I got a sugar mama. <laughs> yeah, I told him I'd take him out to a nice oh, dinner. There go. Yeah, there so go. We'll, feed the guy. Yeah, we're going to do that this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> I told Eric, I was like, your coaching resume is looking pretty dang good compared to your play resume right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually, I was like, well, you know, like now you got this on your resume, like you're going to think about like, you should ask somebody from Manhattan Beach, like maybe, you know. Uh -huh. And he's like, no, I think I'm going to go one for one, like, yeah. <laughs> just call it. Just, call yeah. it just have yeah. the best resume yeah. ever. Yeah. The best win percentage. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a tricky thing, though, having the boyfriend in the box. Because he's, like, trying to tell you to do something, and then you can yeah. be intense. Yeah, we, I, I did talk to him about it beforehand because, um, like, for example, like, we, we, you know, we've actually, you, me, Eric Delaney, we've remember yeah, we had COVID year, little co-ed day. Little co day, and like we play together pretty well. There'll yeah. be like one outburst from him where he'll like yell at me for not doing something, and then he's over it. But then I'm obviously my feelings are hurt, and then like it lingers for points, and he's like, I'm over it, like it's done. Yeah. Obviously, my feelings are hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, we we talked about it beforehand, and I just said like, this is what we're looking for. This is what we need. Um, you know, like little pieces of information. We don't need a lot of information. Um, obviously, like this is the warm up we want. And then, um, you know, anytime you see something. And then, you know, everybody was calling him, texting me water boy because, you know, he was just dumping <laughs> water on Julia. Oh, you know, like had the ice ready. Like, uh, so yeah, water boy was, he was good. He did his job well. <laughs> <laughs> and Julia is one of the toughest people. Ever. When I was watching the finals in Fort Lauderdale, yeah. she's just puking the whole technical timeout. Wouldn't take the cameras off of her. And then she gets out, yeah. and she, I was like, well, maybe it's like 12-9. She'll just rest up, like kind of punt the rest of the set, come back for the third. She comes out and like options and jumps her. It's like, all right, nope. <laughs> she's yeah. coming out. That was, that was crazy. It was, um, 
I mean, the camera, so yeah, the cameras obviously were, their job is to stay on us in the box at the tech and timeouts mm-hmm. and stuff. And she, uh, it happened out of nowhere. So obviously they couldn't turn away. Yeah. And then um, what, they, what they didn't see the rest of the match was pretty much every time she was throwing up. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Really? And so, and I, and like. Like on the court? Like at the box. Like oh, not, not on the court. Every time out. Yeah. Oh. And so, and I kept looking at her. I'm like, I should have like, because obviously she's, you know, at the, in that state, anybody in heat exhaustion, like you're not really thinking right. clearly. Yeah. And like, she was just going out and just playing and like, I mean, she did phenomenal for the, given the circumstances for, for sure. sure. But, uh, I kept saying like, we can take a medical, you know? Mm. And, um, and she was like, no, no, I'm fine. And I was like, okay, but we talked about it afterwards and we know now, like if it ever gets to that point, like yeah. there's no point in risking it. Like we're going to call medical, not even sure. Like what a medical th- would have done at that point. I mean, just use it. Yeah. Why use it. Like who that? knows, like what, you know, five minutes could, right. could help with. So, um, but she's, she's a stud. Like, I can't believe I, we, we all learned a lot about it. Like I didn't even know her until yeah after I met her for the first time after you guys won, I think in the player's tent. <laughs> <laughs> but when I heard like, yeah, one of the girls is throwing up on the court. I was like, okay, well she's going to get carried in here or something. Like, yeah. yeah. No, she went back out and she's playing and, they're still winning or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. You guys were winning the set yeah. or something, right? I was like, damn, whoever that is, she's, she's gnarly. I know. Yeah. yeah. So we, going into Atlanta, luckily we stayed in Atlanta, um, or we flew straight to Atlanta from Florida. So we stayed in the heat, mm. stayed on that time change, not like flying back and forth. And um, we knew going into this past weekend, like we were going to have to manage um, a little bit better as far as like the heat, but some of the night games helped also. Yeah, yeah Atlanta um, actually... Like, I was preparing for it to be almost worse than Florida. But I thought Florida was worse. Yeah. It, it yeah. Kinda, we kind of got lucky. My cousin lives out there, and he's like, this is like, it was been like 110. And you guys got like this weird, cooler time. You got a cold front. It was only 95. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but Florida, I was struggling. Like, yeah, I was same. like gassed, hands on knees, every point. Yeah. I mean, you saw, you saw when we played each other, yeah. we're both like looking at each other like, are we doing hands on hands? Are we all doing this? <laughs> or are we trying to fake it? I was really grateful when you came in the player's tent. You were like, you were tired too, right? I was like, oh, thank God you were. Yeah. <laughs> like, fittest guy. And now I'm like, all right, if he was tired. I was gassed. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then surprisingly not really hot in Atlanta. Because we I think we were all just ready for the worst. For sure. Yeah, yeah that's how I felt too. And last year was gnarly in yes. Atlanta. And they had like middle, more middle of the day games too. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. But yeah, like by after the final, I was like, oh, I I don't feel too bad. Like I feel like I could play another match almost. And you guys stayed. In, did you stay in the winners? Um, no. So we lost on Friday in our second match. Friday second. Yeah. Got it. Same as us. And then we lost. <laughs> well, what about Florida? Florida, same thing. We lost the second match on Friday. Oh, wow. And yeah. you made it That's a grind, as man. long of yeah. a grind as possible. Like, every match after... Is that seven matches? Seven, yeah, we played seven both weekends. Both weekends. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And your last six in Florida went to three. Oh, yeah, six of the seven <laughs> went crazy. to three. Holy moly. Like, on Sunday, yeah, we played the quarters, semis, and finals. Three set, all of them three sets with an hour break in between each one. Oh god! Yeah, so I was I mean, dying, and we we didn't drop a set in Florida. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> so we went five, yeah. didn't drop a set, and then we only played three matches right. in Atlanta, and what? One of them? Yeah, only one of them was three sets. Wow! Yeah, 
Yes, yeah, so crazy. I did not play that much volleyball. Literally <laughs> double the amount of volleyball tried to maybe more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you maybe played more. <laughs> it like throughout insane. the two weekends. Yeah, yeah. more than double. That's crazy. Would think about it that <laughs> yeah. way. Wow. That, I mean, it's like staying in the winner winners bracket is, is such a game oh changer. It's a valuable thing to do. It really is. Yeah. And we like we went in after Florida, going into into Atlanta. We're like, okay, we're gonna finish all of our matches in two. Like we're not going three sets, uh-huh. and we really wanted to win that second match on Friday um, because all like so Hermosa Florida and Atlanta all turned out the same way where we won the first one and then lost that second one mm. um, so I mean you know you just grind it's yeah it is yeah. what it is at least it's not uh, the 24 team bracket where right. if you win your first and lose your second you might as well have lost your first yeah you yeah go, you go backwards yeah you go to the same spot as <laughs> if you bizarre. yeah 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 so at least you're just dropping. You're at least dropping down. Right, <laughs> right. And then you Not can backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> 24 teamers are, I think it's the toughest number to run a tournament. Because even if you do pool play, mm-hmm. you'll have two teams. If it's modified, you'll have two teams who don't make it out, even if they win a match. Mm-hmm. And then in, in a double limb, if you win your first and lose your second, you didn't actually advance at all. Right. So 24 is a tough number. Huh. Like 16 is good and 32 yeah. is good. And then you have this weird. Unless you have that like first round buy. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. Day I mean, that's what um, the tour series are. They're twenty four yeah. team. So yeah, having that buy that first round, it's clutch. Is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you guys, you and Julia started out like pretty low seated in the tour series, weren't you? You guys have climbed fast. Yeah, I think the first Michigan. I think we were. We did have a buy, so but we might have been like that six team or something. Okay. So. Uh, but yeah, luckily we had a buy that one, and then Denver we moved up a little bit, and then you know moved up a little bit more. And I got a really big jump. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I checked the points yesterday. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's Where are you guys at? We're ten. Ten. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was gonna be higher than that. Yeah. Is it? There's so many good teams. Isn't it last three or four? Uh, AVP is I think you just your best four of the last. So like we have four of your last year. The, but you it's don't this year finishes now. Out ever. But once we got to four events, wait, have we played four? I think so. Yeah, four. Yeah. Austin, Hermosa. Yeah. Now that we've played four, that's all you can use. That's what they said, right? Was it not your four of, of the five within the time frame, or is it just your I thought best once four? It, they said once we hit four, then, then you just use those four from this season. Because then people are using them from, like, so long ago, right? Yeah, it shifts. It's like a time frame now. I just wasn't sure if it's... Um, uh, I could be wrong. I don't want to so steer I think, everyone wrong. I think right now, it's 365. Your best four of your last year, dating back to last year's Atlanta. And then once we get to Manhattan, it'll move up again. And mm. so it'll be a window. Like, you'll never push a finish out from playing, which I think the AVP... Oh, I think the AVP really? did, did that right. Huh, where, interesting. That's why no, we keep being such a high seed. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that sucks. Hey, you're the two seed. Oh, yeah. all right. Yes, yeah, so you're never damn, pushing finishes you're the one out, seed. which I think yeah. volleyball world could take note of because now you have players who are just sitting out events because it's best three out of four. I like the best out of the last window because players, like, you can play as many events as you want. And you can only get better Yeah. on the AVP. But right. volleyball world now, if you're sitting on your world champs finish... Like, Cam and Theo, like, there's no reason for them to play another event until yeah. Olympic qualifying starts. Yeah, I think they're not. They're just going to like, Just home. sit on that World Champs fourth, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And you see in that where, like, now the Elite 16s and the Challengers are super watered down because people are just holding out. 
on those finishes. But now with the AVP, there you you can just play as much as you want. You're not pushing them out, which I love. I think it's an awesome system. Yeah. But yeah, that is nice. I think the window now is like it shifts every like six Pro Series tournaments. Okay. So like once we hit to six, then it'll like the window move oh, up. Oh, right, right. Okay. So like whatever. So if we hit, I don't know how many have we had this year. We had Pro Series. Yeah. I think we've had Austin, New Orleans, Hermosa, Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta. Yeah. So Manhattan will be six. Right. So then after Chicago, then the window will be anything that happened after Austin. So Austin will drop off after Chicago. Yeah, that makes and sense. And it'll keep moving up by an event basis from there. Mm-hmm. All right. I think. Sweet. I'm sure we'll have people try to correct us. <laughs> yeah. That's the best I can understand it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so you're in great shape. <laughs> Feel, yeah, feeling good for the rest of the season. Yeah, because yeah. we were talking about initially potentially doing some of the tour stops, mm-hmm. um, even if we did get into main draw territory, just because mm-hmm. it was like, could better your points. But then, like, you know, we get a third, a second, and a first, and we're like, well, we could save some money. Because we're sitting in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah. And also, like, I know that there's a lot of players. While it is, like, opportunity for, like, anybody can play the tours, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's, like, this moral compass, right? Of, uh-huh. like, I can go play and win money and, like, better my points, even though I'm already in main draw. Or I can sit back and let another team have an opportunity. Right. So, like, it is tough because you can't blame the teams because it is the system. But at the same time, like, you know... I have friends who are playing in there too, and I don't, you know. Yeah. I want them to have an opportunity as well. That's what Andy Benish and Logan Weber have had a tough time weighing yeah. that because Andy's like, I shouldn't be allowed to play right. in yeah. any of these, but it's good money and it's good experience to compete because Nick didn't want to travel to all of them. And he's yeah. like, so as long as the system allows it, I'm going to play and say sorry to everyone yeah. <laughs> yeah. if I knock them out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it enough. We're at, I just don't like that they're incentivizing top teams to go down. Yeah. Because it kind of it benefits the tour a bit. Right. But it does, Or it benefits them, I guess, in those specific events. But it doesn't benefit the tour as a whole yeah. in terms of the value of, like, it, it water downs, waters down the top pros and then doesn't help the developmental. Yeah. Right. And the point, people. the point value and the points it. are all yeah. whack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see if, like, if the top pros were on, like, like a salary basis, kind of like a personal services contract. And they were like, right. Cause I know that Phil Dahlhauser single-handedly drew thousands of extra fans to Denver. When oh, we were right. there, uh-huh. everyone was like, I'm here to see Phil. I'm here to see Phil. Wow. And poor Phil was just mobbed the whole weekend. <laughs> you know, Phil, he's like the introvert, right, yeah. all introverts. Yeah. And he was just yeah. like taking pictures. He was a great sport about it. Mm. So like, you know, if, if you, if the AVP was like, Hey, try, like we're paying you 20,000 a year or whatever. You need to do three yeah, tour it's like events. Appearance fee. April's got to go. Appearance yeah, fee kind exactly. Of like, I could get that. Like, I think that would be cool because then you draw fans to like new spots because the tour series is going to like Muskegon and Denver and places right, that right, haven't right. been in a while. Right. That I could get. But if you don't have yeah. that extra incentive, then I like I get it why you guys wouldn't really want to mm-hmm. like lower your value as a player to play in a twenty five thousand dollar tournament. Yeah, I just, I just don't want the fans to be confused either. Of like, yeah, I don't really get it. Like, who's are you guys pros or not? Or, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. like, wait, are, are, is, is this team the best team on tour? Because they have three wins. Yeah. And everyone else has one. Yeah. I don't know. I just want our fans to just get it and pick their favorite teams and athletes and be able to know when they're playing and what they're playing for. And I just, 
when it when it confuses me a little bit, I know it confuses the crap out of me. <laughs> and then they're just like, ah, I'm over it. I'll just watch ESPN. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sports right. it's a lot easier. <laughs> but there's no confusion that you want a big one. Yeah. Um, so congrats again. That's Thank you. awesome. Thank you. Did it, and you made your first final in 2015 in, in Mason with, with Benny? That's right. Yes. Cincinnati, technically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was a really cool event too because it another tennis center facility. Yeah, team was that against Betsy, Betsy and Kelly? Kelly, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, and they were also the youngest team I think at that time to make a final. Right. So anyone that won that final was gonna be the youngest. No, no. they they were younger than we okay, were. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I I remember going into that like we we kind of just I think Benny and I stayed in the winners bracket, but when we made the final, like we weren't even thinking that we. Uh, that long ahead and we made it and I was just like and then I get on the stage and like I don't think I'd played on stadium court yet and it's like the big bowl and Uh like and I was just tripping out and I was like (laughs) this is crazy and uh I think we went three but then we started the third set I couldn't side out and I remember just starting down six zero and I was like oh "Oh, yeah it's like (laughs) well yeah yeah but uh but that was really cool. And, like, obviously getting that first taste, then you're yeah. like, oh, wow, okay. You're like, I can do this. Yeah. Because you never really know, like, am I ever going to be an AVP champion? Mm-hmm. Which is what, that's what I want to hear is, like, because you had to live with Because I know, for me, I think, I didn't take that many finals, but, like, I went to Manhattan final m- multiple times. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I'll ever get on the pier. Like, I went to the final, and then, what, five years, six years later, I finally got on it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, what was the experience of, like, going... And then going again and being like, I need to be an AVP champion when I retire. <laughs> yeah. Like this can't I know. not be a thing. Like, yeah, I mean, it's been like my pretty much my ultimate goal mm-hmm. for a long time. And, um, you know, that final was just kind of the first taste of it. And then my second final was the next year, Benny and I, I think it was New Orleans. And we played DiCello and Ben Sweeten. Mm. And that was a crazy tournament. I remember Misty May playing that tournament with Jenny Kropp. Um, so she can kind of came out of like a semi-retirement yeah. that year. And then, uh, but the tournament, it was weird weather again. It was like 30 mile per hour winds, like gusty winds. And we lost 15, 13, oh. uh, in the finals. And then I was just like, and then the next one was against, um, Carrie in April in Huntington beach. And that one was kind of like, all right, well, we'll play our best. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I was like, but Huntington Beach is like my home beach. It's where I grew yeah, up learning yeah. how to play. So my family was there, friends. So it was really, that was really special for me. And then the next one, um, I think it was Hermosa the next year with Benny. We played Emily Day and Brittany Hochevar. Mm. And that was so funny. Um, I mean, I love Brittany. I grew up idolizing Brittany yeah. when I first started playing. Long Beach State was down the street from my parents' house, and Brittany Hochevar at the time was um, the star there. Like, she jump-served, ripped jump-served, set from the back row, mm-hmm. hit in the front row, like, all-around player. I was like, I want to be just like her. But we played her in the final in Hermosa, and they kicked our butt. And <laughs> she let me know we, they kicked our butt <laughs> afterwards. After, at, wow. Yeah, after. So, I mean, I, I respect her, but, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. She laid into you, <laughs> Yeah. <huh? laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, and then the next one was um, it was San Francisco with Caitlin Ledoux, uh, and that was a fun one. Um, we we played Emily and Betsy in the finals. I think it went three, but we had, I mean, like I don't know. I love Alex and April are two of my really good friends mm-hmm. too, and obviously they're an amazing team. And that was like 
the first time I had beaten them in San Francisco in the semis. Oh, you beat Alex in April. Yeah, it's a big win. Yeah, but they had so they had their team had forfeited that they were supposed to play on Saturday, so they didn't play at all on Saturday. Okay, and so their first match was like since Friday was the semifinal against us on Sunday. What a bizarre tournament to have. Yeah, I know. Yeah, off. yeah. So um, and then you know we lost in three to Emily and Betsy, and then I think the next one yeah was Florida. Wow. Yeah. And then now Atlanta. That's uh, and two consecutive finals too. Yeah, yeah. Did it? Did you have like a sense of not inevitability, but everyone always says it's just a matter of time. Like with Sponsel, everyone always said it's just a matter of time. Like you're too good not to win one. I feel like that sentiment was probably very familiar to you. That people were probably saying, "Oh, it's just a matter of time. Like you'll get one." But it's a very frustrating thing to hear because you never know. Yeah, it's so hard to win a tournament. Yeah, I think I'd kind of. Um like the past couple of years until I like, I really teamed up with Julia. I think I was, you know, you go through this mental challenge, like physically I was able bodied, like mm-hmm. I was in shape, I was working really hard, yada, yada. But like trying to find that, like, you know, that partner that you like really gel yeah, with for sure. is, I mean, is key. And then also like the two, the two, three years where I was just like, am I ever going to get back there again? Mm. You know, like going back, like being a consistent main draw player to then going back down to the qualifier and not qualifying a couple events. It was, yeah, it was mentally really hard for me. And, um, I just, you know, I, I just said, I think I, like I, this year I really, um, made a conscious effort to like change a couple things that are totally in my control. Like I started working with a new trainer. I started working with a mental coach again and then, like, when I discovered Julia, I was like, I must get her. <laughs> like, and uh, it, like, those things, you know, they've all worked out. And I, obviously, it's, it's shown that it, making those little changes and differences can really, can really help and add yeah. up. We're going to pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Tri put us well over the 100,000-mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously, there are a lot of factors in that, But the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road, everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious, and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that, and my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over 100 bucks a day 
in vitamin supplements and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the, the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens and it is so good and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. It, I, I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by t- the Tim Ferriss podcast and then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast and between those two you have 90% of the high performers in the world and now they're here on Sandcast keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now for you, it's it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people, okay? And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, and I'm going to say it again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe, we got 16 AVPs, 16, and then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next, and AVP America is just full, and we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys, so get some Wilson Volleyballs, you can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20, all right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com, and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join. The newsletter, it's not just Sandcast news, it is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. I want to dive into some of the specifics. Like, was there anything different that you're working on with the trainer that, like you said, I mean, you were always healthy and Mm able-bodied, but is there something physical that you're at a different level and then working with a mental coach? Like what specific things have helped you gain that extra one or 2% that's been the difference between being kind of upper quality, low main draw to now two consecutive finals and a champ? Yeah. So the the trainer I work with, his name's CJ. Um, He works with Sparta science and it's like force place technology, force plate technology. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
it's really cool because, I mean, one, it's somebody that I'm actually working with in person. Like my old trainer, he was in another state, so that was kind of difficult. But um, he, so we test every three weeks and it's this, it tests, you know, like balance and core and your vertical jump and like your jump test, you know, it measures your load, explode and drive and all those things um, can help with injury prevention. So like, you know, like I was having some knee pain and like he could see and like the way the data showed that I needed to like, I'm, I'm going to say this wrong. I don't know if it was like load more or drive more, but, um, obviously, uh, he then shifted. So it's like, he shifts my workouts every three weeks to be like, okay, we need to do ham- focus on like hamstrings and glutes for like, you know, three, three weeks and then we'll reassess and uh. see, but it's like, I, my body's felt better than it ever has before. And just like the, how much we do test and see, we're able to like adapt and, um, it, it's helped a lot. And then like from the mental aspect side, you know, it's kind of like a therapist. Like, it's just nice to yeah, have yeah. somebody who like knows and understands and that I could just like talk to. And like, I've talked to him like throughout tournaments, he's flown out to a couple tournaments and, um, it's been, it's been really helpful for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And how is it dating someone who's so familiar <laughs> with the volleyball world? Cause me and Delaney will have to sort of like Delaney will be like, all right, we're turning off coach Travis. Like no more, we're not talking about volleyball anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about backpacking or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes it can help like me to just talk it through with Delaney. Um, so I don't know if, if Eric is also parked there. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, for sure. Uh, (laughs) I am somebody that's never really been like a big film watcher and he watches more film than like anybody I know. And he's like, when we first started dating, he was like, what do you mean you don't watch film on yourself? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I don't like to watch myself. And he, he, like, there were a couple of times where we'd like pull up YouTube and he'd be like, all right, like what match do you want to watch? And I'm like, I don't want to watch me. Let's watch you. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, which one? I'm like that one. He's like, ah, I've seen it like nine times. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But anyway, so he, it's been really helpful to like have him because I mean, not only is he supportive and he's, he's amazing, but like, it is nice to like talk things through mm-hmm. and like not even just about my own game, but like watching film on other people or like even now I've watched more of the men's game too. And to kind of see how like they're, you know, what you guys do maybe could benefit us a little bit right. here or there. And so, yeah, it's from that aspect, like the film watching and like just watching more volleyball in general has been really helpful. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I don't like <laughs> watching film much. I, I've, I make I like schedule it in like we we watch film as a team that's what we do but like if I didn't think that it was gonna like give me that you know five percent better I wouldn't watch it at all <laughs> <laughs> like I don't watch the same match over yeah geek out on it at all I don't even watch tournaments like if I'm not there I barely even like check it on my phone <laughs> yeah. I think it just depends what kind of learner you are too. Yes, yeah, because I like visual. want to. Yeah. I think it's valuable. I just yeah. don't like. I'm just ADD, and I want my mind just goes <laughs> elsewhere. I think, but I have definitely tried to watch more. I haven't watched as much as I want to, but watch more girls because mm-hmm. you. I feel like girls move a lot more efficiently. Like guys, we're all like fast twitch and like strong, and we're just like doing way too much <laughs> all the time. And I need to be a lot more efficient. I think with the way I move. And girls are just a little more thought out, like doing things efficiently. And guys are just meatheads. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. Just hit it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so 
Well, so I think d- it works both ways. Like yeah. you guys could probably <laughs> benefit from some of the stuff we do and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I think I like to think that it's been helpful for him too to watch a little yeah, more right. female players. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a similar thing. I forget. Maybe it was Gino Ariema, the UConn women's basketball coach, mm-hmm. where he said that when he, <clears throat> like his son's team, he's like, I have them watch women's basketball because they do everything. Fundamentally their fundamentals sound, right? are so much better because they can't rely on their physicality as much as guys exactly. do. And if you look at women's beach volleyball, like fundamentally, technically, you're just so much more sound than guys because we're just we... flopping all over the place, <laughs> like yeah. so bad. Like all the negative steps and and all that. We're we're like, doesn't matter if I take a negative step, I'll just go fly yeah. over there. Just, just, you know, we're just out of control. Yeah, when I watch myself or I feel myself on defense, I'm just like, wow. I'm, it's so hard to control and like make the right moves and not flinch or like lean on your heels or take a negative step and all that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then we watch you and we're like, oh my gosh, they're just so fast. Make they it look so, so high. Easy. Oh my god. They have, they're yeah. so tall. They only have to cover like a third, <laughs> like, so much smaller of a court. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we should learn the fundamentals. Like imagine how much better it can be. Like yeah, I can yeah. basically get anyone on the court in like two long strides, <laughs> but I'm. Too tight. To what if I run this way off? Yeah. <laughs> I'll fake over here. I oh, know I'm over here. Oh, oh, I didn't move. Damn it. <laughs> but you and Julia, I think you do a good job of bringing a physicality to the game that not a lot of women's teams do, especially from the service line. And I, I'm sure that you, you said when you saw Julia, you're like, I need, I need to have her. Mm-hmm. Was her just sheer physicality and jump serve? That had to have been a pretty attractive couple qualities. Yeah, it definitely. But I will say that her most... Um, appealing quality to me was her setting Hmm. and like she's a really good setter and um as you know a little bit of a smaller player like to be able to always be in good situations yeah like she's so good at bettering the ball so even if my pass isn't perfect like I feel like I always have most like all my options like almost all the time yeah so that 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 was really great um when I we first like tested it out and obviously her jump serve and it's been weird for me because you know like strategically I've always been the person that's like, go for your serve. It's okay if you miss it, you know? Mm. And this is the first year where I've been like more reserved with my serving and more placement and haven't jump served as much. And we've kind of just like let her go for it, which, you know, like it's obviously been working, but, um, yeah. So it's, it's just a different, a different role yeah. I've taken on serving wise this year. Yeah. I feel like, cause I remember, uh, at SC you were jump serving a lot. Like you were like, hitting good spots too though not like just aces but like always pretty consistent like you can be that that place your serve jump server which right. i feel like there's it's either or a lot of times mm-hmm. like where you're like the acer out jump server or you got to go float serve you know but i feel like your serves kind of a hybrid in between yeah it's a like not quite top spin either but you place <laughs> it you like hitting yeah. seams you're hitting sidelines yeah. i think that's super valuable on the beach that was like the the phil todd dynamic i remember talking to phil about it and he said that he todd just gave him the green light he said todd never missed serves he said his job was just to put it in if we got if we earned a point on todd's serve it was a bonus he said we earned our points almost exclusively dude when you have a a phil dollhauser like it was worse when they served me easy super easy because i pass it right there and i come right there and phil's right into the block yeah and he just takes up so much space Whereas if he's bombing and I get it up and I'm off the net, I'm jumping sideways, like I can just swing and maybe tool him. Yeah. So Raji knew exactly what he was 
Popping it right in. Free ball. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And let you come right into the beast. (laughs) It is a smart tactic sometimes. I know. Taylor was doing it to Trevor the other day. (laughs) I was like, he's serving us so easy. We should be destroying them. But we're we're not. (laughs) The crab crab match in uh, for ninth place. It's pretty wild. That was gnarly. I was watching <laughs> that on, on YouTube. On there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then Sanders may have beaten the rosy line. His swing. I, when I saw it in person, I was like, that was the best bounce probably ever. And then I saw him video. I was like, eh, not <laughs> as good on video. I don't know. The rosy line still Yeah. Sits. When I saw yeah. it, well, when I saw ro- the, it on video, I was like, I think rosy line might be better. And it was a prettier swing, you know, like slit, like down the line he just had a little space and it but in Rose person was i was like Lambert too. boom and i and i was pretty far up i was like 10 foot line almost yeah <laughs> and it didn't even come close to me and just like took off into the stadium yeah. I was the bounce like, was pretty high you went oh into gosh. the crowd and i was like yeah, i'm just gonna laugh that one off <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and clap <laughs> well did you see his swing in fort lauderdale yeah, yeah I, was I saw too. that one too I, I asked Rosie about it this weekend, playing six man. I said, what swing do you think is better, your Vegas line or uh, Sanders? And he said, Sanders, no question. Wow. And he said, people talk about the Vegas line all the time because that was the first time Rosie and Jake had ever played together, and it was on Lambeau, and there was no it real was social sick media Vegas at the time. Vegas night match, too. Yeah. And he said, it, like, that was one of the first recorded bounces, like, hype right. videos. So he, Plus, he said, Dieter, like, like, nicknamed it the Vegas yeah, right. line. Like, and he said, there's a lot of nostalgia going in yeah. Rosie's favor, but he's so humble. And he was just like, oh, Sanders. It's, <laughs> it's like, that swing that's, is the craziest I've ever seen. Yeah, I think Rosie hit the best pocket. Like, that thing went pretty, like, up. Straight up. Straight yeah. up. Sanders, like, brought some serious gas. And yeah. it went up and into the stands. Yeah. We should actually do a YouTube on that. Break down that the two, be, put them yeah. next to Top. each other. See if you can like measure it too. How like, high they went. Yeah. We'll just make yeah. up numbers because yeah. we don't really have the analytics. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Yeah, but when you picked up Julia, like how that how that conversation go? Because it's always interesting when people who haven't played together. Like, you want to play the full season, test out a couple events. Mm-hmm. How does that go with you in terms of partnerships? Yeah. Well, for me, I'm somebody that's always kind of believed in. Um, like team development. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I believe in like peaking at the right time and really put in the effort together. And, you know, I'm not going to dump somebody because somebody else asked me that has point, you know, but like I get both sides. Like, of course you've got to do what's best for you ultimately. And so with her, we were training in like a little, a bunch of us were still playing just to stay in shape in the winter time. And she hadn't started school yet for her last um, semester of eligibility and we were playing in a little group and I got to play with her a little bit. And I was like, wow, this was, that was really good. And I like immediate chemistry, you know, like I felt. And so I was like, okay. And then, um, I kind of like wanted to keep my foot in the door a little bit. So when she went off to SC, you know, I just said like, Hey, I know your school is your priority right now and totally, but like, I just want you to know you'd be my, you know, number one pick and, um, and yeah. And so anyway, I just would like check in with her every now and then and, she expressed interest too, but also, you know, she wasn't, didn't want to like, want to see, like, obviously it's so early to commit right. and things could change. <laughs> so then USC had an alumni event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to it and I, I remember I had ran into Gustavo on the strand a couple weeks before and I was like, Hey, Julia, you know, like, <laughs> and he was like, Oh yeah, it'd be a good team, blah, blah. And so, um, he ended up putting us, teaming us up together for, we've just played one set. 
I was going in thinking like, oh, hopefully I don't have to play. You was know. it that forest thing? No, no, it was uh, just the USC, the women's program. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And, but sometimes like, in, well, so in the past, uh, when Anna Collier was still the coach, like go into the alumni thing thinking like, okay, like sometimes they have the alumni play with the current players or sometimes against, but it's pretty lighthearted. And um, I get there and April Ross is there and Anna comes up to us and she's like, you two, you're playing Sarah and Kelly. This was like when Clay's oh and Hughes had their like hundred like yeah. match streak. And April and I were like, what? Like, <laughs> I'm not mentally prepared for right. this, you know? And, and I'm like, like, we can only lose. Like if we win, we're the pros. So we're supposed to win. Right. right. But, but if, if we lose, but if then... we lose, it's my fault because right. it's April yeah, right. Ross, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, that's a good point. So I was like, and I, don't, I mean, I remember it was close, but we, I mean, we anyway. So we, I went into this thinking like, well, hopefully I don't have to play, and I get put in this weird situation again. Yeah. But then it, we did, and Julie and I had to play a set against Tina and, and Hughes again, and uh, and after the set, like it went, yeah, like we played really well together, and Julie was like. I'm in, let's do this. Oh, and I was awesome. like, yes. Like, okay, I'm glad I played in this right, and went yeah. to this, you know. Um, but she told me, actually, she told me today that she was already knew that she wanted to play with me before that, but like, like really That's sealed the deal. Yeah. You could have told me. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then, um, but we, we met for dinner and we talked and like she had the same mindset of like she's loyal and wants to like find that person to really build that chemistry with. And so it's just, it's reassuring to find somebody that, has the same, you know, idea of what their season would look like. It's also so much easier when she's such a good human being. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Awesome. I know. Yeah. After the she won the final, she was playing ping pong with uh, Naya. Oh yeah, that's right. Of course yeah. she was. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah she's she's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she you guys got not a tough start to the year, but she had the little knee thing, so a delayed start to the year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's good. In retrospect, very good that you guys waited and she yeah. didn't try to push through it. Yeah, she. I know we started practicing pretty much like right after she won the national championship, and that was when she kind of um, hurt her knee. But the timing of it surprisingly worked kind of well because I couldn't play New Orleans because I was the maid of honor in my best friend's wedding, and she also had a wedding that same weekend too. So we're like, oh, okay, well now you have a couple weeks to take, you know, to rest and get better. And then I can go to this wedding and not feel guilty, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, um, and then, yeah, we came back after the wedding and, um, Michigan was shortly after that. I okay. Think. Yeah. Were you guys straight into pro series tournaments or did you have to qualify? We had to, to qualify. Yeah. Okay. So Michigan was our goal of that tournament was, you know, to qualify. And once we did qualify, we're like, all right, everything is gravy now, you know, like, mm-hmm. We made it to the finals, which was great, but you know, um, it was, I, my whole, like, obviously like my ultimate goal has always been to win a tournament, but I went into the season, like being more so right underneath that of like, get back to the main draw, mm-hmm. like not having to play the qualifiers anymore. And you won as a, yeah. as a side effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good result. Yeah. Has winning, um, just the AVP specifically always kind of been the goal. Cause I know, um, like you've been a top player on tour and people have seen your name and you've been taking down the American athletes, but you've chosen to not take pursue the whole pipeline of USA volleyball mm-hmm. and playing overseas and all that. Yeah. What's kind of your uh, decision-making process on that? Yeah. It, it sounds like you knew what you're doing from a, 
from the beginning. Right. I knew what, like when I first started playing, I was thinking like, wow, you know, like the Olympics, like that would be amazing. And, um, kind of as like the reality of it all and like how difficult it actually is to make the Olympics and the process of it and like the money and the time commitment. And for me, um, I weighed those options and I thought like, there's more that I want to do mm. rather than just like devoting everything to volleyball. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I devote a lot to volleyball, but, um, I think right. The AVP was just like the perfect level of commitment for mm-hmm. me. And I think I still enjoy it in that sense. I had played a couple international, like I played that Chatham Mall event that when it was still the star system yeah, yeah, with yeah. Caitlin Ledoux. Um, Did you make the finals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, <laughs> not bad. Yeah, I just I dabbled in the yeah. finals. But I, I could feel myself like personally, like just starting to like stop having as much fun because yeah. the pressure. It's like mm-hmm. a different type of pressure yeah. in those environments, and like, you know, I mean, I, I'm open to it, especially if that meant like keeping Julia as a partner, if like that's right, the route right, she right. wanted to go, um, for at least you know, the short future, but long-term wise, like, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. I think that's super valuable for, especially the younger athletes who are trying to figure out to just have the self-awareness of like, what is your, not even capacity and like, not like that you could do it, but what's right for you. Like mm-hmm. everyone gets sucked straight into the pipe. What do I do? I'm a volleyball player. Okay. I do this, 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 and that. And the grind is, it's like you were ahead of your time. Like you were, I've already been on the world tour for like, what, a decade Crazy. close yeah. wow. and I'm like yeah you're right it yeah. is taxing and like there's yeah. not much else I can do outside of it there's a lot of other things that I you know dream about like pursuing or whatever and for me I'm like I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty happy being a professional athlete but yeah you have to sacrifice mm-hmm. all that other stuff and I don't think other people realize that it's even really an option or that you know they I think they maybe feel bad yeah uh not pursuing like, like going it's okay. all in I yeah. guess I mean, it's okay. And I think, um, and yeah, a lot of young kids too. I mean, college kids, maybe like you don't have to go that route right away or Mm. you can see, or you can try a couple and see how it works out for you. Because I, you know, ultimately like I knew I wanted to try it just to see because I would regret not doing (laughs) it. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. You play indoor national team too? No, I did like. Remember when I first met you, it was the junior national team. We were Colorado oh, Springs, right? No, not, I didn't. Mm. Or was it the youth national? Youth and, I did youth and junior. Was it yeah. Colorado Springs though? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were the same year at SC, by the way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. All four years. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So you guys go way back. Did they yeah. start um, beach your fifth year? Yeah. It? So I, so I. You're like the first SC mm-hmm. OG. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How, how, what was that situation? That, yeah, it was really cool. So I has, I was finishing up my last year at USC mm-hmm. and it was right when they were initiating, potentially adding beach volleyball as a collegiate sport. And, um, Mick Haley, who was the coach at the time, he was actually a big proponent of trying to get the sport passed. And he was like, Hey, like if you, you know, if we get this sport passed, like, and you, you were can, the only, like, actual beach player yes. on the team, right? Yeah, everybody else was basically came from indoor right. that first yeah. season. And he and so, like, NC2A rules is you can play four years of one sport and a fifth year of a different. So it would be my fifth year. And actually, conveniently, I was I did a progressive degree at USC. So it's like 
I got my master's, but the progressive degree, you start it before you finish your undergrad. So my senior year was actually my toughest year of school because I was finishing grad classes or undergrad classes and starting my grad program uh, at the same tough time. Combo. Yeah. Oh so yeah. I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily that second semester though was the one semester I had off from volleyball. So I didn't have spring for oh, indoor right. and beach hadn't started yet. So I was pretty much just, just dip- party and school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's how I remember. Yeah. Nino, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so then because I had one more year of my master's program, I had units to have eligibility to do the fifth year. And so that's why right. I got to play um, beach my my fifth year. That's pretty wild. Who did you play with? Yeah. Who was your partner? Um, her name is Sarah Shaw. Okay. Yeah, she was an indoor player. She'd never played beach before. She was an <laughs> outside um, for the indoor team. And um, she, yeah, I think she ended up... Uh, coaching or volunteer coaching at um tcu with hector okay for mm. a season or two and they they didn't have um beach courts no we your, your first year you guys were driving to santa monica yeah we drove to the annenberg beach house in santa monica oh, right, yeah. i actually was living at home my fifth year so my parents are down in um seal beach area so oh, i was commuting right. every day to oh, santa monica no. <laughs> yeah. Luckily though, our ta- I know That's luckily long. our, um, time, like our practice time was 11 to one. So it's like you miss the yeah, yeah, the yeah. beginning of traffic and then you miss the, you know, like, yeah, so it's yeah, a yeah. good window, but there's definitely days. I don't know what, how I did that. I mean, driving that every day, but yeah. I did oh. it. That's what, uh, Delaney driving to Pepperdine every oh, day yeah. for like eight straight months. Cause she hit traffic both ways. She's just listening the to podcasts every time. Every yeah. day. Just going to, insane. To uh, Sandcast every day. She would day. spend like, oh yeah, every day. She just wants to hear you talk more. <laughs> It'd be like three and a half to four hours in the car a day. That's crazy. Like, can't. No. Can't do it. Yeah. No. I would move to Malibu though. Yeah. I'd she, rather live up there. I was like, if you're going to coach again, which I hope you don't, because <laughs> yeah. that's too far. We We're need buying to a hillside mansion yeah. next, to La- <laughs> next to Laird's. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> With that sandcast money, just yeah. rolling it we in. We got you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's super valuable, though, with you, like, giving yourself the proper time off. And having that good balance between volleyball and not. Because I think the biggest reason that you see people flame out early is because they go all in when they're not quite ready. Or mm-hmm. they don't give themselves the like proper time off. Where I look at Tim Baumgren and he just he's never sick of volleyball. Because he only plays from May to September. Hmm. Right. And then he doesn't touch a ball. Which maybe it's a little bit too much time off for most people. But how valuable has it been for you to have that space of where everyone else is grinding on the world tour. Where you get to stay at home and do whatever you want and work your part-time job and do other things outside of volley. Yeah. I, I mean, I always think about like having balance in life. And I remember I was listening to, um, a Dr. Gervais podcast one time and I forget who said it, but they said it, Oh, it was Pete Carroll. Actually. He said like, I don't believe that there's any such thing as balance in life. Like life has too much adversity to like have total control of what you do and what you can't do. And he just said, like, I just give my most in the present moment. Hmm. And so, like, I, I found that really valuable because, yeah, like, of course, I get to be home and, um, you know, have a break from volleyball or rest my body, whatever. But, like, when I am home in those moments or when I am competing, like, I'm invest- fully there. Fully there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is kind of what some people maybe lose sight of is, like, just being able to be present and, like, appreciating if you are playing every a tournament every weekend, like 
you know, that's really cool that you get to do that. But, or if you get to have time at, with your, at home with your family, yeah. your friends, whatever, like that's great too. So just being present in that moment, appreciative of it, appreciative yeah. of it. Makes like the decision-making process less important. It's like, you don't have to decide to write, to do the right thing necessarily. Like just decide and then be all in on whatever yeah. it is you decide. Yeah. Whereas like people might get caught up in like, well, I'm a volleyball player, so I have to go to at least eight events and all these, you know, this, 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 and this, and I have to do all this. Like, no, you don't have to. But when you're not doing that to live a fulfilled life, be all in on the other thing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut up my schedule after this. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, it's so funny. I'm going to be all home. After last year, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not playing as many tournaments as I did, and Six man, I'm including six man as a tournament played because I was way more volley than I expected. Because <laughs> um, we played 15 sets of side out scoring, and, and you yeah. never played six man, so you don't realize you have to hit it your hardest every time. That's just six man yeah. volleyball, yeah. Yeah. and then the it's balding ball on top of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's heavier. <laughs> <laughs> and I played with like a bunch of older guys. Like when Rosie's the youngest guy on your team, like you're gonna have Rosie a lot. Rosie was the youngest, he was like me. Well, I don't know how old Aaron Rockvogel is, but it was funny because it was like me, Rosie. Aaron Wachvogel, Billy Strickland, Mark Williams, uh, Brooke Billings, like all these guys who oh are like <laughs> really good at one point. Yeah, and <laughs> huge. But we just started losing one guy like per match. Like Brooke had to go to his kid's soccer game, and then Billy broke his finger. Oh. And oh. then um, Mark Williams tweaked his knee, so he was out. So by the end of it, it was we had like three volleyball players and three guys who were drinking. not there to play volleyball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I was just supposed to be drinking. <laughs> yeah. But I loved it. It was hilarious because that's the first time I've been on a volleyball court with more than four people because never played indoor, never played six oh, man. Yeah. So I was just like running around, like running into people. I was like, wait, you're here too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rotations. Did, yeah. you, did you know that? Well, it was or? hilarious because me and Delaney watched um, VNL matches three nights in a row, just all Micah Christensen. She was like, all right, you're going to go here and then you're going to be there. That's so funny. That's and I, I kept having to stop myself from optioning when I was setting in the back row and they'd pass one tight and I'd be like, I can't. I'm not allowed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not allowed. Yeah. I, I was the worst with rotations. Like, and I played my whole childhood <laughs> yeah. professionally. <laughs> and I'd just be standing in the wrong spot and everyone's grabbing me and pulling me like, all right, whatever. Who cares? Why do I guess stand over here? They know that I'm going to be, gonna be over there. Right. I actually do think it's pretty stupid. The rotations? Yeah, like, why do I have to stand two I feet know. over it's here? It's just like Formality. front row to back row separation is fine. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, front row, I think like, it's just for the refs to be able to tell, like, who's, who would be, I don't know. Like where knows? you're supposed to be. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we don't need it. Because yeah. I thought the same thing, because when I was in the middle front, I would just walk over to the right side. I was like, why can't I just start on the right? Because yeah. <laughs> right. it's not allowed. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> in six man, it's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or even at six man, yeah. like what those guys are gonna call out a row. Yeah. yeah. If you step a little too early. Like my half the time you do, right? You go oh, like yeah. way early. You're, yeah. Yeah. When the ball is served, you're like a foot past. Yeah, but no one cared. But the point I was <laughs> the point I was making was that after last year I was so burned out by the end of it, I was like, I'm not doing that again. And six man was my nineteenth tournament this year. I was like, why did I do that again? Wow. Because I think you only have so many tournaments in a row that you can be that, like, fully present right. before your training starts to get really lax and you're, like, going through the motions. Then you're, like, you just had such an adrenaline dump so many weeks in a row that by the fourth week you're playing a match and you're just not, you can't get that focus. Yeah. So I think it's so important to, like, chunk your season into, like, three tournament stretches, take some time off, and then 
allow yourself to be present again. Yeah, for sure. But how was it for you? Because you're only playing AVPs, and then the last three years, we only had three events each year. Yeah, that was tough. That's really tough, And right? I didn't get to play um, the bubble year. Oh, you didn't play I was, the whole year? So it was like, how many teams got in? It was like 18. Oh, yeah. I think like, 18, include, yeah. that included main draw and qualifier, and I was the 19th team. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. And you didn't play in any, all three of them? Didn't get to play in any of them, yeah. And it's your hometown. Long Beach, I know. It was like my Damn. backyard. Oh. Um, yeah, so it, it was really tough, like those two, that year and then last year, just having the three. Um, I honestly think like having Eric those two years really helped because before that I was still living at home and mm. I can't imagine having been home for those two years with just my parents. <laughs> I mean, I love my parents. I, I loved living at home, right. but like, yeah, it was kind of, it was nice to just have this new relationship that I was putting more focus into. Probably got more touches just being around that guy too. Oh, I can yeah, see him like, like pepper in while you're watching TV or something. <laughs> oh, anytime I like grab a ball in the room, he's like, ball. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, a dog. like we just sat back and forth. I can't like not touch a ball without him being like, ball, give me ball, give me ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, COVID, we like, we'd go to the, our favorite thing to do is we'd go to this park right by his place. We saw and, you guys there a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would, we would pepper, we'd do like a little light workout, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we really got into pickleball. We built our own pickleball court. Nice. We like measured out like tape lines because mm-hmm. you couldn't access the courts, I don't think. Um, at the like at the Elgus, like a, yeah, and um, and we'd watch YouTube videos. So then we'd go to our court and we'd like do reps. We'd do cut shot, cut shot. No way. <laughs> like do, yeah, we like nice. we got into it. Um, and then I think it was like there was one day I just got extremely frustrated because you know we'd do some drills and then we'd play a couple games against each other. And he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, you know, we're having fun. I was like, this is, you've beat me 12 times in a row. <laughs> like, how is this fun anymore? You know, but it, we, we played a lot of pickle. It was really fun That's though. <laughs> Aside from him always beating me. Yeah. He's pretty good at sports. Just a little athletic. Yeah. <laughs> How's he doing by the way? He's good. He's a lot better. He had a rough couple of months with appendicitis and liver abscesses. So oh, yeah, that's why. Tough combo. Yeah. Jeez. I know the liver. So, <clears throat> it, yeah, it was the beginning of June, and he had um, he broke out into a fever, and so we weren't sure. What, we tested for COVID, wasn't COVID, and like four days go by of having a really gnarly fever, and goes to the hospital, and um, was in and out for the whole month of June, basically three three different times of like getting his appendix out, and then getting tubes put in to drain the abscesses, and then he had a pick line in, and he was having to get infusions every day. And then he just finished like 30 days of the antibiotics post all of that. So, yeah, it was a crazy couple months. Did the appendicitis have to do with the liver stuff? They think so. Uh, Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had appendicitis. Oh, yeah. In the dorms. Oh, really? Oh, gosh. It's such a bummer. Yeah. But I didn't have like many side effects after. But yeah, like cutting into your abs is. Yeah. Not helpful for volleyball. (laughs) No. No. I mean, yeah, this weekend he was pretty sore and he was worried he's like he's oh did I, do you think i hurt any of my like incisions and i'm like i think you just haven't used your core and right, you yeah, know, probably, like, probably hitting weak. like balls at us yeah you didn't try to take advantage and be like hey play pickleball right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i should have uh, smash you uh, i'm getting an infusion doesn't matter yeah, <laughs> yeah. what are you scared yeah. <laughs> it's oh. probably been killing him to be like stagnant yeah he's actually i feel that he's had a really good um, mindset with all of it. Like I've found him to be pretty positive because, you know, you go through an experience like that, like something life threatening and, um, 
there's more to life than just mm. sport, you know? Yeah. So that was really eye opening for him. But yes, you know, like when he went to Hermosa and watched me play, like he couldn't watch any of the other matches. Cause obviously like anybody would have a hard time doing right. that. I, um, <laughs> yeah. I watched you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It was not fun. Yeah. I had to force myself to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's tough. And he, that's why like when he was able to, um, you know, like our, my actual coach, Nancy, Mason or Nancy Reynolds, technically, um, she couldn't make it to Atlanta. So, and then I was like, Eric, you know, maybe would you want to come? So it was a way for him to still feel like he, he told me, he's like, it was great. Cause I was still involved in the sport and I felt like I, I wanted to help out any way I could. And, yeah. um, even in Hermosa, like with, even though Nancy was in our box, like he was watching film on t- you know, yeah. and giving me notes and stuff on the side. So, um, it's been, it's been nice to see him, you know, still invested in the sport in some way and still trying to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, no, that's huge. Yeah. Just like gives you kind of a sense of purpose too. Yeah. And you're like learning sure. and like your brain's working the way that you want it to be. And you're familiar with totally. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. When you, uh, I'm curious when you got back in the finals in Atlanta, was there any sense of like, I have to win this one? Because, because after, especially after Fort Lauderdale, you guys won the first set and then obviously yeah. Julia, I mean, the heat was just melting everyone. Yeah. Um, but did the, was there a mounting pressure every final you made? Like, this has got to be the one. You know, I think after, because Florida was still so fresh in my mind mm-hmm. and like also seeing Julia kind of go through that, I'm like, you know what? Like it's, it's okay if you, you win or lose. Obviously yeah. that is the goal, but like the outcome, like I, I went into Atlanta being not outcome focused and I think that was really a difference because I went in with a different type of confidence in myself. And I was like, I just, I know what to do. I know what my capabilities are. I've trained and like whatever happens, happens. And like the only thing I can control is like my effort and my attitude and mentality that I have going in. So it was, it was different for me, that one for sure. Cause I just, um, yeah, because I was like, it's okay if we lose. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Wanted to take a quick second here to let you know about an awesome product that we discovered this off-season. It is called Eversun Lighting. Eversun Lighting is an extremely portable and versatile lighting system built for outdoor after-dark activities such as beach volleyball. We used it in the McKibben format this year, had an amazing night match, which you probably saw on YouTube. The company is expanding quickly. They're on their third production model, and that unit is called the Apollo. That's the one you're going to want to get your hands on. It is made up of two LED lights, 100% lithium-ion battery-powered, 18,000 total lumens, and if you're going to carry it around, it's about the size of a snowboard case. Weighs 35 pounds. Light head detaches from the telescopic mass, which goes from 5 feet all the way up to 20 feet high. That mast is ultra light and ultra strong made of carbon fiber. If you get two of these lights, they can light up a beach court easily. You get four of them, it's gonna be like a professional match. You also can swap out the batteries. Each battery will last about five hours. So these are extremely versatile. The Apollo units are currently being sold on pre-order because of there was so much success in the McKibben Foreman. Special pricing for pre-order and the early bird special goes through April 30th. You're going to want to go to eversunlighting.com and use discount code SANDCAST for your 10% off these lights. You will not regret it. Again, use discount code SANDCAST and you can have some of the best night matches of your life. 
How do you think? I feel like that's a trait that a lot of athletes could benefit from, but it's extremely hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Mayer and Billy Allen talk about it all the time, just be process-oriented, process-oriented, which, right. is, which is an easy thing to say. Try having right. a partner that guarantees everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, the pressure. Oh, oh, this guy is... <laughs> challenging me (laughs) it was hilarious talking to you guys zooming with you from florida because even trevor was like maybe if the mic wasn't in my face i wouldn't have said that i was about to grab the mic from mark like hey get that out of here dude he's gonna keep saying things if you you leave the mic there so so trevor very outcome oriented we could maybe use a little more process oriented (laughs) just mental weightlifting for me (laughs) olympic lifting (laughs) but how do you like how did you come to adopt that because that's not an easy thing to separate yourself from because everyone wants to win. Right. But how did you get to the point where you are? Because it's genuine, too. It's, you're not just saying that. A, yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, it's all about the process, but oh, yeah, losing yeah. just kills them. Yeah. But you're so genuine and real about it. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, you lose six, time, six times in the finals. You're like, well, you know. and I. You're like, I can't live with this. Yeah. Right? Like, all the time. Like, yeah. This negativity of losing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think this year, this the past couple of months have been... Um, like giving me perspective, not only from, you know, Eric, um, what he's dealt with Mm -hmm. and like me being just appreciative of the opportunity that I can, that I'm healthy and that I can play. And then like my grandma passed away pretty recently who I was extremely close with. And my mom is just got diagnosed with breast cancer, but she's like, okay. And like, but like all these things that like outside of like volleyball, like really just making me, you know, like, live in the moment and be, you know, like, uh, you know, appreciative, but then also, um, playing for something like outside of myself, Mm. you know, like playing for these people who mean so much to me and who I love. And obviously like you play for yourself and you want to win for yourself, but like me having more motive outside of that, I think has really helped too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's always good when you see like real life, Mm -hmm. how how important that is. And then you play volleyball and you're like, this is, a really fun, silly game compared to a lot of things yeah. that are happening yeah. in the world. Yeah. That's why I love, uh, like going to Cuba mm-hmm. earlier this year and just seeing the things that they just cherish the people in, in the U S like this guy, this cab driver that, who took us back, drove us by his house. Mm-hmm. And it was this place that was about the size of this studio, uh, which for the viewers is like, it's a legit studio. It's got a bathroom, a little kitchenette, and enough room for, you know, two people to probably sleep comfortably. This guy had him and his wife, uh, her parents, his sister, her boyfriend, and his daughter living there in a one-bed, one-bath place with one kitchen. He was like, and we are, like, wealthy here. It's like, wow. all right, maybe losing in the finals isn't a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So life is, it's important to get those doses of reality from life and then look at the beach as it should be as, like, this is a beautiful sport that we are very lucky to get to play. Yeah. For sure. It's crazy to think about the the greats who win over and over and over again and like somehow maintain that motivation every single time. It's not easy to do either. Oh, it's so gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, I guess there's a reason only a few people can do it. It yeah. seems like you have to be crazy. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I always wonder like how people just tap into that ability to just focus for so long and stay so engaged, like a Michael Jordan, a Kobe, a Federer, or, or you know, Anders and Christian. Like, how are they doing yeah. what they're doing? Right. 
or a Kent who we're going to have on soon mm-hmm. talking to him actually talking to Kent Steph is about his mindset on winning I was like I don't have that I'm not going to have that I'll stick with writing thanks well, Kent I want to <laughs> hear it on the podcast yeah, yeah that'll be cool <laughs> yeah it'll be a lot of fun but you've worked with uh you're working with Nancy Nancy still mm-hmm. how's that been it's good I she's like been um this little rock in my corner yeah you know I think we've been working together now for like six five or six years that's I think. a long time yeah, yeah she because she was with Whitney Pavlik while Whitney was playing and so um as soon as Whitney after Whitney won that Austin event with April and Whitney kind of retired basically I remember um I was playing with Benny and we had kind of been looking for a coach and um and Nancy actually reached out to me and she's like, Hey, I love your game. Like if you guys are looking for somebody, you know, I'd love to work with you guys. And we tried it out and it's been, yeah, it's been great. She's, I really value the way she sees the game and, um, like strategically, I feel like, you know, like in game moments is really awesome to where she'll be like, Hey, serve this person right now. And you're like, Oh, and then you like win the set or like get a couple points. And so, I just really, I definitely value the way she sees the game. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what's, what's next for you and Julia then? Next, uh, is Manhattan beach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, we're practicing a couple of times this week, like not rushing to get back in the sand and then, um, take a, have a nice weekend off. And then, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I'm enjoying this <laughs> win and celebrating it. But at the same time, I'm like, there's another tournament yeah, to, yeah. It's a tough balance, too. Yeah. But, like, I've learned over time, like, you definitely got to celebrate it, which is hard, too. Yes. Remember my first AVP, it was, like, so underwhelming. I was like, oh, like, this is what I dreamed up. Because I had to get (laughs) on a flight and come back. It's a Sunday night, and it's, like, nothing happened. But then I remember, in hindsight, I was like, I should have celebrated more. Yeah. So, get after it. I know. I think, regardless what happens in Manhattan, like, I'm still going to celebrate after that. Yeah. 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 There you go. Well, congratulations again, Gina. Thank you so much. Enjoy, celebrate. Glad to have you back on the yeah, podcast. Thank you you guys. are our uh, seventh guest. Yeah, lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. There we go. There, yeah. A lot's changed since we had you on. I know. Like, I know. You have a kid now. Better audio. New <laughs> mic. We haven't listened to it back yet, but we're hoping that <laughs> we, we hope it's better audio. <laughs> I hit record, right? <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for coming back on. It thank was a you guys for having me. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you so much. Champ Gina. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs>